0: Lesson number 298, Suratul Al-Muddathir, will begin from ayah number 26. And inshallah, before that, we will listen to the recitation.
1: Rahim Ya ayyuhal muddathir Qum fa'anzir Wa rabbaka fakabbir Wathiyabaka والرجز فهجر ولا تمن تستكثر ولربك فاصبر فإذا نقر في فذلك يوم إذى يوم عسير على الكافرين غير يسير ذرني ومن خلقت وحيدا وَجَعَلْتُ لَهُ مَا لَمْ يَمْدُدَا وَبَنِينَ شُهُودًا وَمَهَّدْتُ لَهُ تَمْهِيدًا ثُمَّ يَطْمَعُ أَنْ أَزِيدَ كَلَّا إِنَّهُ كَانَ لَآيَاتِنَا عَنِيدًا سَأُرْهِقُهُ صَعُودًا إِنَّهُ فَكَّرَ وَقَدَّرَ قُتِلَ كَيْفَ قَدَّرَ ثُمَّ قُتِلَ كَيْفَ قَدَّرَ ثُمَّ نَظَرَ ثُمَّ عَبَسَ وَبَسَرَ ثُمَّ أَدْبَرَ وَاسْتَكْبَرَ فَقَالَ إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا سِحْرٌ يُؤْثَرُ إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا قَوْلُ الْبَشَرِ
0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم if you look in the surah, at the beginning, the Prophet ﷺ is being commanded and he is being instructed as to how a da'i should be, how his manners should be, how his appearance should be, how his style of approach, the way he approaches people, that should be, meaning good akhlaq, good manners, good outward appearance. And then on the other hand, Allah Taala says, leave me to deal with who? Those people who deny. Allah Taala will deal with them. Because this is A fact that when a person goes out in the way of Allah he will definitely face opposition. And sometimes a person thinks he has to deal with the opponents himself and he has to respond to them himself. But the thing is that at these situations a person must leave the matter to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because whatever power they have, whatever ability they have, whatever strength they have, who has given it to them? Allah. And who can take it away from them? Allah So leave the matter to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Don't take matters in your hand Because if you try to take it in your hand You will feel that you are weak And you will feel that you are incompetent You cannot deal with them So what's the solution then? That leave the matter to Allah. Allah says over here, Waman Khalaqtu Wahida, and I am the one who gave all of this to him, and then look at how he treats my verses. So what's the punishment of such a person who when he's asked about the Quran, he gives such a negative remark. He gives such a negative explanation that this Quran is only magic. This is only the word of a human being. There is nothing true about it. What's the recompense of such a person? Allah says, Sa'uslihi سَقَرُ I will drive him into سَقَرُ Now this is something very scary. This is a consequence of who? Someone who was asked about the Qur'an and he gave a very negative remark. He gave a very negative explanation. People will also ask you, How has your experience been? How has your study been? And with our response, either we can invite people to learn Qur'an or we can turn them away from the Qur'an. Over here, this is punishment for who? The one who turns other people away from the Qur'an. So Allah says, Sa'uslihi saqar, I will drive him into سَقَرْ I will enter him, I will admit him and burn him in saqr. What is saqar? سَقَرْ? سَقَرْ is hellfire. It's in fact one of the names of hellfire Some say that it's one of the levels of hellfire But more appropriate is That it is one of the descriptive names of hellfire Because there are many names of hellfire All of them describe what hellfire is like And saqr is from the root letter sin kafra. Sakra is literally the extreme heat of the sun The extreme heat of the sun Hot wind And it is such wind It is such heat That causes the skin to burn so Allah says, سَأُصْلِهِ سَقَرْ I will drive him into سَقَرْ وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا سَقَرْ And what can make you know what is سَقَرْ Why is this being said, وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا This is to give fright and to also emphasize how great, how enormous the سَقَرْ is. Don't think this is like the سَقَرْ of dunya. وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا سَقَرْ It's not the same as you see in dunya. The Sakkar of the Hereafter, لا تبقى ولا تذر. It lets nothing remain and leaves nothing either. لا تبقى ولا تذر. Notice these words. تبقى. This is from بقاء. What does بقاء mean? To let something remain, to last. So La تبقى. It does not let a person remain meaning one who is in hellfire the hellfire does not spare him does not let him remain once it burns the person it does not let him remain ولا تذر and nor does it leave thadara from the root letters waw dhal ra Wadara. what does wadara mean to leave to abandon something so la tabqa when it consumes When it burns, it does not let remain anything of the person. And it's not like it will leave it so that a person can live. No. This is very similar to how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ثُمَّ لَا يَمُوتُ فِيهَا وَلَا يَحْيَا That a person in hellfire, then he cannot die and he cannot live either. So لَا تُبِقِي It does not let remain alive. Wala nor does it cause complete death no rather a person is constantly in the agony of death constantly as if being burned to death La wala and when it burns when it consumes a person it doesn't spare any part of the body no part of the flesh no bone no vein nothing it leaves nothing untouched just imagine how severe this fire is and we learn in other places of the Qur'an that the hellfire is so severe that every time the skins of the people are consumed, what will happen? They will be given new set of skins and they will be burnt again. badalnahum adhab. In Surah nisa Ayah 56. So wa la It does not remain, nor does it leave anything unburnt. No, a person will constantly be in between living and dying. لا يموت فيها ولا La waḥatul lil-bashar, blackening the skins. It will burn and consume the skin to the point that it will blacken them, scorch them. La is from the root letters lam waḥa, and laḥ is to scorch, to tan, to burn something. And laha is in particular when the skin of a person gets tanned. Why would it get tanned when it's exposed to heat, when it's exposed to the sun? And similarly sometimes when a person is working a lot, then that also has an effect on the color of his skin. That a person gets dark circles, for example, around their eyes. So لَوَّاحَةٌ It burns away, it tans, it blackens, it scorches, it completely alters. What does it alter? Bashar, Bashar over here does not give the meaning of human beings but rather it gives the meaning of skins because over here it's the plural of the word Bashara and Bashara is used for human skin why? because the human skin is very different compared to the rest of the animals the rest of the creatures it is such that it does not have any feathers does not have any fur but rather it is just skin so lil Bashar, it will completely blacken alter Burn the skin. The skin will not remain the same. Isn't it amazing how much effort a person puts in to preserve his skin in this dunya? How much effort people put in, they're so concerned. Don't go out in the heat without a sunscreen. People are so particular, but we see that in the hellfire, the hellfire will lawahatul bashar. Alayha Ashar. Over it are nineteen angels appointed on the hellfire to guard the hellfire to watch over the people who are being punished in hellfire are how many angels? 19 and these 19 angels don't get fooled by their number that only 19? no because these angels are very different what do we learn in the Quran? severe in their physical might Hard when it comes to their feelings. So they have no mercy. Extremely powerful and at the same time having no mercy for the inmates of Hellfire. Who do not disobey Allah with regards to anything that He commands them. They do whatever they are commanded. So there are 19 angels appointed over it. Now we learn that Abu Jahl when he heard about this that there are 19 angels appointed over hellfire he said in mockery that O oh, people of Quraysh are not every 10 among you able to defeat one of them? Meaning 10 of you aren't you able to defeat one of those angels? And we also learned that another man whose name was Khalda, he was very strong in his physical power And in fact he used to fight with people He was known to be a very powerful fighter And he also challenged the Prophet ﷺ Once to fight with him And the Prophet ﷺ did And the Prophet ﷺ defeated Kalda. But still he was too arrogant to believe So this man When he heard about this ayah He said, O people of Quraysh You defend me against two of them And I will defend you against seventeen of them You take care of two angels And I will take care of seventeen so Allah says, وَمَا جَعَلْنَا أَصْحَابَ النَّارِ And we have not made the keepers of fire. أَصْحَابَ Over here does not mean the inmates of the fire who are being punished in the fire, but rather the keepers of the fire. And who are they? The angels. We have not made them إِلَّا مَلَائِكَةِ Except angels. Meaning who are the keepers of hellfire? They are not human beings. Who are they? Angels. And these people think they can fight against them. They think they can defeat them. They think they can outsmart them. No. Angels are very different from human beings. A human being, okay, you can fight him. You can defeat him. But an angel, how can you fight him? If you think about it, Angel Jibreel, when he appeared to the Prophet Wasallam, he had covered the entire horizon. Entire horizon. 600 wings. So how can a human being stand against an angel and think that he can fight him. Allah says, وَمَا جَعَلْنَا أَصْحَابَ النَّارِ إِلَّا مَلَائِكَةً So don't think you can defeat them. وَمَا جَعَلْنَا عِدَّتَهُمْ And we have not made their number إِلَّا فِتْنَةٍ Except as a test, a trial. For who? لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا For those people who disbelieve. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have appointed many, many more angels over hellfire. 19,000. It's possible for him. He is all able to do that. But why is it that Allah has kept only 19? And why is it that He has informed us even that He has kept only 19 angels? This is a fitna, a test. For who? لِلَّذِينَ Kafaru. How is it a fitna for them? That when they heard the number 19, they said only 19, and they began making fun. They began mocking at the Qur'an. They began mocking at the Prophet Wasallam. So this was a fitna. And this in fact happens that people who are averse to the deen, then what happens? What comes before them of the deen only turns them farther away from the deen. Like for example, you may have seen, you may have noticed that for instance there is a person, you want them to listen to the Quran, you want them to listen to something good, and you play a lecture, and you know in that lecture something is being said which really offends them. Or for example, you take them to a class and by chance those ayat are such that are completely against them. And so they get even more upset. They become even more astray. So this is what? Fitnah. Because a person who wants guidance, Allah gives him guidance. A person who does not want guidance, then what happens? Allah does not even offer him any guidance. So even when he's brought, when he's forced to come and listen, what does he end up listening to? Something that will only increase him in disbelief. So over here Allah says, kafaroo." This is a fitna for the disbelievers. However, at the same time, this number, لِيَسْتَيْقِنَا, ليستيقنا Lam over here is a aqibah, consequence. And يَسْتَيْقِنَا This is from istiqan يَقِين And istiqan is to become convinced, to develop يَقِين. So li لِيَسْتَيْقِنَا As a result, when this number is mentioned, who develops certainty? الَّذِينَ Utul Kitab. Those people who have been given the book. How is it that they develop certainty and in what? They develop certainty, they are convinced of the truthfulness of who? The Prophet Because the number that is given here is the same number that was given to them. So when the number is the same, then this gives them conviction that okay, this messenger is also true. So, الذين الكتاب وَيَزْدَادَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إيمانا. And the same number, when the believers hear of it, what happens to them? It increases them in their iman. It increases them in their iman. How? That they increase in their fear. They become more worried. They become more terrified. وَيَزْدَادَ ladina amanu imana. Those who believe, they increase in their iman. And also, وَلَا يَرْتَابَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا kitab. At the same time, another benefit is that those people who have been given the book, they don't have any doubts. Concerning what? Concerning who? Concerning the messenger, and also concerning the number of these angels. وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ And also the believers, even they are not in any doubt. Concerning who? The Prophet wasallam. And so, those people in whose hearts is a disease, they say. What disease is this? Disease of doubt. The disease of weakness of faith. Because remember, this is a Makki surah. And in Makkah, there were no hypocrites. However, there were people who, or there could have been, people who did not accept Islam and in their heart was what? Doubt. They weren't unsure. And because of that they had not accepted yet. And some say that this ayah is madri. So it is referring to who? The hypocrites. So, وَلِيَقُولَ الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ Those people in whose hearts is a disease, they say, and who else? Well, kafiruna and those who disbelieve, the disbelievers of Makkah. They say, when they hear this number, مَاذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِهَذَا مَثَلًا What has Allah intended by this mathal? Now if you think about it, the number 19 that has been mentioned over here of the angels, is that an example? It's not an example. But why is it called مَثَلْ? Because of its being a very strange matter. Because of it being a very strange thing. So this is why it's called Mathal. And remember the word mathal does not just mean example, but it also means description. So what has Allah intended by this description? Meaning, why is He telling us about this? And why is it that there are 19 angels only? So over here, what do we see? That one description of the hereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives. And how every person reacts differently. Those people who believe, it increases them in their iman. Those who disbelieve, those who have doubt, what happens? They find faults. And they say, مَاذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِهَذَا مَثَلًا What's the point of mentioning this? What's the wisdom behind it? What's the reason? I don't get it. So what do we see over here? It's the same Qur'an. It's the same warnings. It's the same messages. But people, depending on how they are, benefit differently. There are some who increase in faith, and there are others who lose the little that they have. Why is it so? Because the heart is different. Because the desire is different. One who is searching for the truth, he will benefit differently. And a person who is not interested in the truth, he will not benefit at all. This is very similar to how we have learned earlier. Allah does not feel shy of giving an example even of that of a mosquito. Those who believe, they benefit. And those who have doubts in their hearts, those who disbelieve, what do they say? What's the point of this? ماذا أراد الله مثلا? Allah says يضل به كثيرا ويهدي به كثيرا وما يضل به إلا الفاسقين. So it's the same example. For some people it's a means of guidance and for some people it's a means of misguidance. So a person who is seeking guidance, he will benefit from every detail in the Qur'an. Even the 19 angels over hellfire will frighten him. And a person who is not interested in guidance, he will find everything funny and useless, and he will start mocking, and he will wonder what's the point of this and what's the point of that. And one warning, one example, after the other is mentioned, and he does not change at all. So they say, مَاذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِهَذَا مثلا? Allah says, Thus does Allah lead astray whoever He wills. And why is it that Allah sends astray? When a person wants to be astray. When a person wants to be like that. When a person is in doubt. He does not want to remove that doubt. So, كَذَٰلِكَ يُضِلُّ اللَّهُ من يشاء ويهدي من يشاء. And He guides whom He wills. وَمَا يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ إلا هو about the junood of your Lord except Him. The junud, meaning the armies, the troops, the soldiers, the hosts. Yes, number 19 seems very small. But you think Allah only has 19 angels. No. Allah has so many angels, so many of them, that there's so many that are prostrating up in the heavens, and the heavens creak because of them. And their angels who go and worship Allah at Baytul Ma'mur, And they will not get another chance again Why? Because it's full When you go for Umrah When you go for Hajj Yes, you find it full But can you go again? Yes At another time When it's not peak season Or even if it's extremely full Still you can manage to go in Isn't it so? But we see that there are so many angels So many That those who get to worship Allah there once, They don't get another chance So many angels so, wa ma يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ illahu. هُ Don't be deceived by this number. You don't know about the junud of Allah. Allah has many, many angels. And we know about the hellfire, that how it will be brought on the Day of Judgment, that there will be 70,000 angels holding one part of the hellfire even. So imagine 70,000 angels holding a part of the hellfire. And similarly, وَمَا يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ إِلَّهُ No one knows about their numbers, first of all. And then no one knows about them in terms of their strength. So these 19 angels don't think that they're just 19. You don't know about the strength they possess. Allah knows about the strength that they possess. You can never fully know about them. وَمَا يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ إِلَّهُ وَمَا هِيَ إِلَّا ذِكْرًا لِلْبَشَرٍ And it is not except a reminder for mankind. What is a reminder? HERE It, the سَقَر Or here This number that has been mentioned over here of the angels that عَلَيْهَا تِسْعَةَ عشر. This is a reminder for the people. A lesson for the people. Something to take a lesson from. This is why Allah is mentioning about it. Allah is not telling us about this just so that we get lost in that number 19 but rather so that we take a lesson that if a person ends up in hellfire look at the severity of the punishment first of all it's Saqar and then a person cannot even escape because there are angels appointed over it how can a person escape? if you think about it the angels are described as in the Quran in Surah Qafha as Atid, ever ready to do what? To record what a person has said. A person does not utter a word except that the angel is ready to grasp it, to write it down, to be a witness over it. Every move, every action, every sound, every word, the angels are writing it. This is how alert they are. This is how sharp they are. So, how can a person think he can escape hellfire? No, he can never escape. And the people in hellfire, it's not like they're free. First of all, they're being tormented, punished. لا wa la تذر And then on top of that, shackled, chained, imprisoned, locked up. Okay, will we will listen to the recitation of these
1: ayah? لواحة للبشر عليها تسعة عشب وما جعلنا أصحابنا ل إلا ملاك وما جعلنا and إلا فتنة للذين كفروا ليستيقن الذين <تصفيق> أُوتوا الكتاب ويزداد الذين آمنوا not ولا يرتاب الذين أُوتوا الكتاب والمؤمنون i am not
0: Kalla wal qamar No, by the moon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears an oath over here Kalla What does Kalla mean? No And Kalla is basically to reject something To say no in a very powerful way In a very strong way So what is it that a person is thinking When he is mocking at the number of the angels that are appointed over hellfire? What's the thinking in his mind? What is it that makes him say that? Denial of resurrection. That it's doubt about resurrection, denial of the hereafter, which makes a person say such things. Allah says, Kalla, you think there's no hereafter, there's no day of judgment? No, what you think is wrong. qamar and I swear by the moon. The moon that appears when? During the night. Layli is And by the night when it departs. Meaning, and I also swear by the night when it departs, when it leaves. adbara. What does adbara mean? To turn one's back and then go away. So by the night when it departs. When the night goes, what comes? What comes? The day. And how is it that the night departs? By the rising of the sun. So on the one hand... Is the moon which appears at night time Bright, visible, clear in the sky Attracting everyone's attention And by the night when it departs And as it departs what happens? The sun rises subhi And by the morning when it brightens up And I also swear by the morning ida Asfara. Asfara is from the root letter seen ra, And Safara is to shine when something shines, when something is radiant, when something glows. And the word safara is also to unveil. To unveil. So, for example, something is hidden, something is veiled. You remove the veil. When you remove the veil, it's going to become very bright, obvious, attractive, beautiful. This is why the word safara is also used when a woman exposes her face, when she reveals her face. Because the main beauty of a woman wears that. In her face So وَالصُبْحِ إِذَا asfara And by the morning When it glows When it brightens When it is exposed When it is bright And what it means over here Is when the morning is extremely bright And the light has spread everywhere And because of that Everything has become clear وَالصُبْحِ إِذَا asfara. If you think about it Two lights are mentioned over here two lights that are very noticeable, very clear, and very beautiful as well. Which lights are they? First of all, the light of the moon, and secondly, of the day. And the light of the day, if you think about it, the way the sky is at morning time, the beauty that you find in the sky at that time, you don't find it at any other time. If you get up in the morning and go outside, and look outside your window, and look up into the sky, look at the sun rising, It's extremely beautiful, more beautiful than perhaps the time of sunset even. So those colors, that beauty, that brightness, you cannot ignore. It's very, very noticeable. It's very beautiful. It's very attractive. Similarly, if the moon is up in the sky at night, and especially it's the full moon, can you ignore it? No. It's very noticeable. It pulls you. It attracts your attention. So two lights are mentioned over here and both of them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears an oath by the moon and the morning. And what's the jawab Innaha La al Indeed the fire is of the greatest afflictions. Innaha, indeed it meaning the saqr the hellfire, it is La surely one of Ihdah from Wahid, one of Al the greatest things, the greatest afflictions one of the greatest enormities, the greatest calamities. Meaning the hellfire is not something small. Saqr is not something small. It is something very, very great. And it is a great reality. Just as the light of the moon, the light of the morning, you cannot ignore, you cannot deny, you cannot reject. Similarly, the reality of the hereafter you cannot reject it is real it is a fact the light of the morning the light of the moon is a fact similarly the hellfire is a fact you cannot deny it you cannot reject it it's not the imagination of a person it's not just the whims of a person no what is it it's a reality just as the moon is just as the brightness of the day is Nadira lil Bashar as a warning to humanity. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is telling us about the Sakkar. Why? Because it is nadir. This hellfire is a warning. Warning for who? Lil Bashar for all people. Earlier, what was said? Wama hiya illa ذِكْرًا lil Bashar. And now, what is said? Nadira lil Bashar. Hellfire serves as a reminder for the people and also as a warning. Warning of what? Against what? Against disobeying Allah This is why the Prophet was told فأنذر, Stand and warn Warn against what? The hellfire نَذِيرًا لِلْبَشَر لِمَنْ شَاءَ مِنْكُمْ أَن يَتَقَدَّمَ أَوْ يَتَأَخَّرَ To whoever wills among you to proceed or stay behind This warning is there for the people but who will take benefit? لِمَنْ أَنْ يَتَقَدَّمَ أَوْ يَتَأَخَرَ The choice is yours. يَتَقَدَّمَ What does it mean? The one who? Goes ahead. يَتَقَدَّمَ He goes forward. He proceeds. And يَتَأَخَرَ He lags behind. He comes later. He stays behind. Does not bother to come. What does it mean by this? يَتَقَدَّمَ أَوْ يَتَأَخَرَ يَتَقَدَّمَ means that a person goes forward in obedience to Allah. And yet the he stays behind from what? From disobedience to Allah. So a person who wishes to go forward in obedience and stay behind from disobedience, there is a huge warning for him, a huge lesson for him in what? In the hellfire, he will benefit from that warning. Every person does not benefit from the warning of hellfire. Who benefits? The one who increases, who goes ahead in obedience, and stays behind in disobedience. Secondly, it has also been said that يَتَقَدَّمَ goes ahead in good and يَتَأَخَّرَ he stays behind from شَر Same thing, obedience, disobedience Others have said that يَتَقَدَّمَ goes ahead meaning and accepts Iman, and يَتَأَخَّرَ stays behind from what? From Iman. So what does it mean by this? That لِمَنْ مِنْكُمْ أَنْ يَتَقَدَّمَ أَوْ يَتَأَخَّرَ There is a warning for all people in hellfire Warning for all people Those who accept Iman and those who don't even There is a huge warning But obviously who will benefit from that warning? Those who accept Iman They will benefit So the choice is yours The opportunity is right before you You can take a lesson You can take a warning You can change your ways But if you don't You will only suffer yourself Recitation
1: Kella, welcome, what lay in Adabar was sobeh in a half the Kuba, Nadir a little bashel, Liman sha amin cum a yata duma If you see the
0: Qasam that has been sworn over here. That every person can see the morning brightness and every person can notice the moon as well. Who doesn't notice it? Even children notice it. Even children notice the brightness of the day. They notice the moon. Nobody misses it. So, just as a person cannot miss the moon, the day, similarly, a person cannot reject the hereafter. It is a fact, it is a reality. And it's a reality. This is why Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is warning us about it. And a person who wishes to excel in good, a person who wishes to excel in reward, then for him there is a huge lesson in this hellfire that he must strive to stay away from it, strive to run away from it, save himself from it. Then Allah says, "Kullu nafsin, every soul, bima kasabat for what it has earned, rahina will be retained." Every single person, notice kulu nafsin. Who does that apply to? Every human being. Whether he is a believer or a disbeliever. Every single person. Some have said that nafs over here refers to disbelievers only. Why? Because later on, illa, an exception is made of who? Ashab al-yamin. And who are the people of the right? Who are the people of the right? Those who believe. So kullu nafsin, every person, every individual, every living being Bima kasabat for what it has earned Raheena will be retained Rahina is from the root letters Rahanun And what does Rahin mean? Rahin, security deposit When a person takes a loan He gives something as a security deposit When he returns the loan He can take that thing back but until he returns the loan, can he take that thing back? No. He does not have any right over that security deposit. No matter how valuable it is, no matter how important it is to him, no matter how badly he wants it, he cannot demand it. The only way he can get it back is when he returns the loan. So over here Allah says that every person is rahina. Rahina over here gives a meaning of Marhoon meaning one that has been retained, mahboos asir. In some cases, people give their property as Irahan. So for example, their house or their car or a piece of land or whatever they possess. And in some cases actually people give their children as rahn as well. People give human beings as Rahan as well. That you keep this child of ours You can use him for your work He will serve you He will work for you When we return this loan to you You return our child to us I myself have come across a family like this They were so desperate for money So desperate for money That they went up to You can say like a loan shark And they gave him their son And they said keep our son We need this money They borrowed that money They were paying interest on it as well And that child was about Seven or eight years old when he was given in Azrahan, and by the time other people helped that family and they could release that child of theirs, he was in his twenties. All his life, he had lived as a slave. He wasn't even paid for the work he did. So imagine, كُلُّ nafsim bima kasabat raheena. Rahin is who? Marhoon, mahboos. Someone who is kept as a prisoner, as an asir. So every person is kept as a prisoner. He will be retained. And what is it that will free him? ma His deeds. His deeds are what will release him. His deeds will free him. So every person, in other words, is subject to what he has earned. In order to free oneself from punishment, what does a person need to bring on the Day of Judgment? The right deeds. The correct deeds If a person has not brought the right deeds Then what will happen? He will remain mahbuz. He will remain imprisoned كُلُّ نَفْسٍ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ رَهِينَ إِلَّا أَصْحَابَ الْيَمِينَ Except the companions of the right Now just imagine You are held as a prisoner You are held as a prisoner And you are not allowed to go Unless you bring something and what is it that you have to bring? What is it that you have to produce? ma kasabat Some good deeds that you've acquired Now tell me If they're not good enough If they're not of the right standard The right quality Then are they acceptable? No This is why it's so important That a person must perform his deeds Fulfilling the conditions And what are the conditions? That they're done with ikhlas For the sake of Allah And secondly according to the way That Allah wants you to do as well which is the way of the Prophet ﷺ. Because if a person brings other deeds, no matter how many they are, but they're done for other than Allah, or they're not done in the right way, what are they? Useless. Completely useless. Which is why we see that on the Day of Judgment, the deeds of the disbelievers, even if they're very good, on the outward, like for example charity, being truthful, what will happen to all of those deeds? Habaan Mansurah. They will be turned into dust that is dispersed, meaning they will not have any value. So, kullu نفس بما kasabat رهين Every person is marhoon, mahbus, retained, held as a prisoner, in exchange for what? Ma kasabat. So if he brings the right deeds, he will be released. And if he doesn't bring the right deeds, he will be imprisoned eternally. And then we can also understand this as, Kullu bima meaning every person is subject to what he has earned. In other words, every person will get the recompense for what he has done. إِلَّا أَصْحَابَ الْيَمِينِ Except the companions of the right. And who are they? Those who believe. Because they will be freed. They will be allowed to enter paradise. They will not be held back. They will not be retained. They will come with the right deeds, and as a result, they will be freed. في جنات in جنات meaning the أصحاب اليمين will be in جنات يَتَسَاءَلُون asking one another they will be in Jannat and they will question one another they will ask each other about who? عَنِ الْمُجْرِمِينَ about the criminals some have said that يَتَسَاءَلُون they will be questioning who? they will be questioning the criminals and where are the criminals in hellfire because remember that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the conversations that will take place between the people of jannah conversations that will take place between the people of hellfire and conversations that will take place between the people of jannah and hellfire and conversations that will take place between the people of jannah and ashabul a'raf and ashabul a'raf and people of hellfire